Welcome to the Force of Light podcast. I'm your host, Reverend Michelle Smith. Uh, Thank you for tuning in today's episode. And as always, I, I hope that it is a blessing, that it's an encouragement to you. And if it is, then I would like to encourage you to please subscribe to this podcast, but also even more importantly than that, share this podcast with someone that you think would also be blessed by it. Well, I hope everyone is having a wonderful January, a wonderful start to 2021. And of course, I'm sure you are like me and praying, hoping that 2021 is a little better than 2020, but we'll we'll see. We'll see where, where this year goes. I've learned from 2020, anything can happen. So we we shall see, but I am believing for better days, better things ahead. Well, Today, I, when I was uh, praying today, I began to think about something I've thought about. I think about from time to time, I've thought about on many different occasions. But I, I began to think today, and that's what kind of uh, sparked the idea of just to, hey, you know, I haven't recorded a podcast in several weeks. It would be a good time to do that. But I was thinking about the, just the grace of God and what it does in our life. And I want to talk about the grace of God today just for a few minutes because I feel like grace is something, it's something that is it's mentioned so much in Christianity. You hear the word grace, everyone knows the song Amazing Grace, even non-safe people know that song. So it's this word that we throw out a lot, but it's a word that I feel like sometimes gets abused and just sometimes is it always really, do we really understand what the grace of God is and what the grace of God does in our life? And and that's kind of what I want to talk about today. What what does the grace of God do in our life? Because, and I believe it is a result uh, coming out, you know, in the 20th century, uh, kind of mid 20th century, it feels like the church, or it doesn't feel, it definitely did, that the church went into a a time of kind of the strict idea of holiness, this legalism, this kind of very rigid attempt to keep rules and and to live holy. And the unfortunate thing is any time in history, you can find this really with anything, not just Christianity, any time that there is something that's kind of to an extreme, the typical response is not to just slide over a little bit from it, but it is to for the pendulum to shift to the total opposite end. That that's kind of it swings fully to the other side, and that's kind of where we found ourselves. It seems like in Christianity, kind of for the last for you know during the twenty first century, for the last about yeah the last 20, 20 years now twenty one years that we've started. So yeah, into the twenty first century, but it's kind of like the pendulum shifted. And we kind of, we moved away from the legalism and from the the very strict harshness, which we did need to move away from. But as I, I'm saying, the pendulum, it, it went to the, to the other end of the spectrum to where we entered this time where it's kind of like this time of grace, where we have this idea that, that grace just covers, covers all, where it kind of seems that holiness is more of a suggestion, more than a command in the Bible. You know, uh, God said to be holy as I am holy. It, it is a command. It's not simply a suggestion of, oh, maybe the Christian people will live holy. No, if you are a Christian, we are to live holy as God is holy. 
But we, we, again, we have this attitude that disgrace calls, just covers all. And it, it's kind of led us to this place of kind of loose living, kind of lax in our morality. And, and when I say, uh, when I, I'm speaking generally here, I'm not speaking, I, I, I would like to think that people listening to me don't fall fully into this category or in this category, but, but I'm speaking in general terms here, obviously, in, in, in all of this. But, you know, coming against, you know, and in, in kind of in this, this time, you know, coming against kind of the legalism of the past, I don't know if you've heard, I, I've heard people kind of say, well, Christianity's more than a list of do's and don'ts. And where that is definitely true, because Christianity, you know, holiness, which is the way that we are to live as Christ followers, who was holy, and again, we are to be holy as God is holy, there is definitely more to Christianity, more to our walk with God than just a list of do's and don'ts. But I would also like to point out that the scripture indeed does have several lists of do's and don'ts. And those lists still apply to us today, those do's and don'ts. You know, Paul was especially, he was especially really seemed to like his list. Um, but those, those lists, they still apply to us today. But Christianity, of course, is more than those lists, but they do apply. But the strict legalism that we had kind of in in the mid moving and, you know, throughout the 20th century. And then now this this new 21st century kind of idea of just grace covers all like we, we really have totally we almost have no kind of I don't want to use the word strict because that's not what I'm trying to say. It's just kind of we, we've become so lax. And kind of both of those, both of those ideas are wrong. Again, they're, they're both extremes and they're both wrong. Neither of those are right because true holiness flows from the heart and true holiness does not lead us. We do not, when we are living holy, it does not lead us into a sinful behavior, obviously, because that would be the opposite of, of holiness, of, of true godliness. But, but true holiness causes us to live above sinful lives, but also to walk in love and to walk in the fruit of the Spirit. You see, true holiness is not legalistic, and it is not harsh. Again, it can't truly be legalistic because it flows from the heart. It's not just a, a list of rules. True holiness leads us into a life of liberty and freedom. And this liberty, this liberty that we get when we truly walk in holiness, and in fact, it's because of the liberty that we're able to walk in holiness. Because it is a liberty, Christ literally sets us free from sin. So it's a freedom from sin, and therefore we can walk in holiness. But that is also a freedom from legalism, from these these harsh, strict rules that we have to apply to ourselves. Because when Christ has truly set you free and you're walking in Christ, in Christ Jesus, and you've truly put on the divine nature, you don't have to have all these man-made rules on you. That I mean, when I say that, I mean kind of the way the church in the past did. But from your heart and from your desire and following the word of God, you will begin to walk in holiness and walk in godliness on your own. Because, you know, true, this freedom that I'm talking about, yes, it, it, we are, there's freedom in Christ, but it comes, it's a freedom in the Spirit of God. You know, as the Scripture says, where the, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. 
There is freedom because the spirit leads us and teaches us all things. The spirit teaches us uh, the knowledge of Christ and, and, and leads us into this, this liberty, this liberty over sin, this freedom that we have. So with all that in mind, I want us to look very briefly at a scripture that, that I think of so often, I quote so often when I'm praying and different things. But I believe this scripture gives us such a clear picture of what grace does in our life. Again, because this idea that, oh, well, I'm saved by grace and I can just kind of live how I want. I can just kind of lose, live kind of loose and lax in my morality and my morals. That is not scriptural at all. Because now, you know, let's look at what grace does. Yes, grace, what, what do we say? Grace, it, yes, it saves us from sin. Not to live in sin. No, it saves us from it. To be free from it. To be liberated from sin. So I want to read today, I want to read Titus uh, in chapter 2, verses 11 and 14. And again, the scripture, I just think, does such an incredible job of truly painting the picture of what grace does in our life. And, and again, I just feel sometimes grace is something we, we hear so much of words. We, we all know, we've all heard a gazillion times, but do we really understand what it means and what it does? Well, Paul writes in his letter to Titus and in chapter two, verse 11, starting in verse 11, he says this, he says, for the grace of God has appeared bringing salvation to all men or to all people, us women, of course, included, instructing us to to deny ungodly and worldly desires and to live sensibly, righteously, and godly in this present age, looking for the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Christ Jesus, who gave himself for us to redeem us, from every lawless deed, and to purify himself a people for his own possession, zealous for good deeds. So I, I want to just kind of quickly, well, we'll take a minute here, to again look at that. Because again, I, I've, that's, a, that's a, a text that I just go to so often. I think just because of the day we live in. But look at that. So the grace of God has appeared. So what does the grace of God do? So for starters, the grace of God is here. It is, it is here for everyone and anyone who will embrace the grace of God. It has appeared. It's here. It's, it's here in this earth. It's here. But what does it do? First, it brings salvation to all people. So there, there it is, that, that this, this idea of saving grace, that God's grace comes. And yes, it, it, it can forgive us of sin, remove those, purify as it gets into a minute, it can take away those sins, but again, to be saved from sin means that you're being set free from sin. It's not just, oh, my sins are forgiven. No, to be saved from sin means there's a liberty, there's a freedom that you're beginning to get over sin. So, so it, it's bringing salvation to all people. So it saves. But then here's the second thing that I really want us to get in this day that we live in and kind of this Christian atmosphere that we live in. The second thing, it says it instruct, it's instructing us to deny ungodliness and worldly desires. 
Okay, so the grace of God, again, it saves us. But again, saving us means we're turn- we had to repent. And to repent means a change of thinking. You know, the way you thought before you were saved, you no longer think that way. You now think like a saved person. A change of thinking and a change of direction. So it instructs us to, de- to now, we're, we're now since we're saved, we've accept that grace, to deny ungodliness and the worldly desires, the things that, the, that the, the people of this world that are enslaved, whether they realize it or not, to the God of this world being Satan, we now, because of God's grace, it begins to instruct us, to teach us, to begin to deny those worldly desires those ungodly desires that we once that we once maybe embraced before we got saved. And so so it does that. So it brings salvation. It teaches us to to deny the sinful ways of this world and those sinful desires that that we had as a result of being in this world and being in a corruptible world and therefore being corrupted. But then it also says that it it, it uh that it also teaches us and instructs us to live sensibly, righteously, and godly in this present day and age. So not only does grace, one, bring saving grace, a saving, a freedom from sin, teaching us, you know, instructing us to deny, to no longer want those things, to push those things away that we once embraced before we were saved, those, those sinful, those worldly desires. But it also teaches us how to live righteously and sensible. You know, it's, it's sensible to live holy, but, but, but it teaches us how to live righteously and godly. So the grace of God teaches us holiness how to live holy in this present day and age. And I just want us to think about that in terms of, again, I just feel like grace is a word that kind of has been perverted in a way, just from lack of really understanding what it means. But let's continue with the text because it all goes together. So when grace does this, why, why do we deny, why does grace help us deny those, those old sinful desires and to live holy and righteously? Because it's teaching us, because we are now a saved people, we are to be looking, as it says, to the blessed hope, to the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, that is one good thing back in the days. They, they got plenty of things right back when they got a little legalistic, but, you know, they got plenty wrong, but they got plenty right. And one of those things is truly understanding, do we understand that Jesus is coming back and that you and I are to live accordingly? We are to live ready. In fact, Jesus said, he says to be clothed in readiness. We are to always live realizing that at any moment Christ could appear. So we have to ask ourselves, am I ready for that moment? Have I allowed the grace of God to to bring, to save me from sin, to, to truly teach me to no longer live that life and to live a way that is according to God's word, to live in holiness. Have I allowed that? And again, we are looking to Jesus. And, and again, there's this more affirmation of the, the people we now are. 
because we are a people that, that it says that he has redeemed for himself from every lawless deed. We have been forgiven. And beyond forgiveness, it says that, that God has, that he is, pur- that he is purif- pur- I can't speak today, purified for himself. So we have been purified. We have been cleansed. That, that old corruptible person that we were before the, the, the grace of God appeared is now gone. We have been purified for Christ and we are to live according to that way. And again, we are to live as people of his own possession. We have to remember that we are the children of God and we do not want to bring reproach upon that name, but we want to live according to the way that his grace allows us to live. So that, that's just kind of that. And just kind of this, again, I just wanted to give this, this kind of this definition and for us to move away from this kind of modern concept that we've kind of stumbled into of just kind of this lax, loose mentality that grace covers all. And it's so lax and loose that it really makes you wonder, do people really understand that we are, as the scripture says, to be looking for the appearing of Christ who can appear, guys guys and girls, at any moment. But that is the way that we are to live and, and to allow God's grace. It saves us. It saves us from sin. But it, it not only does that, it helps us. It teaches us to, to deny the things that we used to embrace and to truly overcome sin and to live a holy life. And we can do so because God's grace has purified our hearts has purified us from the people that we once were. But but that, that's kind of it. That's all that was on my heart today, just that text and, and just kind of this idea of grace. And I hope anyone who's listening, I really hope that, that me talking about this, I hope that you have a better understanding of what the grace of God is in our lives and how wonderful and just miraculous God's grace is. I mean, there is power in the grace of God in our lives and, and that we don't have to, to live these, these, these lax, loose lives. And we are not to live those lax, loose lives, but we are to be holy as God is holy. But guess what? You don't have to be afraid of that command because God has given us the grace that we can do that. And you may say, well, well, people aren't perfect. No, no one is it perfect. And, and thank God you know, as John tells us, if we sin, we have an advocate with the Father and we can call upon God and God forgives us and cleanses us, purifies us from those sins. But but the grace of God will teach us to not embrace those sins anymore and, and to, to reject that way we used to live. But But that's kind of it today. That's all I wanted to talk about. Again, just this idea of grace and kind of the the Christian world that we, we live in today. And, and I, I hope that, that it's very helpful to you and, and that it's something at least that you can maybe look at, read the scripture for yourself. Again, Titus chapter 2, verses 11. I read verses 11 through 14. Uh, I mean, all of Titus is just wonderful and so much wisdom in it. But, but yeah, I, I hope you really seek that out. And, and I hope this has been an encouragement in your walk with the Lord, as I always hope this podcast is. Well, I will just go ahead and end in prayer today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you, God. Lord, I thank you, God, for your grace. 
God, I thank you, Lord, that Lord, for that grace that did save a wretch like me. And I thank you, God, that we once were lost, but now we're found. We're blind, but now we see. And Lord, we thank you, God, that the grace goes so beyond just forgiveness. And But Lord, that your grace truly teaches us how to walk in Christ's likeness, how to walk like you, how to walk in godliness. And Lord, I just pray that every person listening, I pray, Lord, that the grace of God, maybe, Lord, where they've stumbled, that, that Lord, that they would ask for your grace. And, and we thank you for the grace of God that sets us free from sin. And I pray that we would all be set free from sin. And I pray this, that we would be set free from legalism, that we'd be set free from the rigidness, and that we would truly begin to experience the liberty in Christ, the liberty in the Spirit of God that, that comes by that grace of God working in our life and setting us free from sin and teaching us how to live. And I just pray, Lord, that we all moving forward would no longer live lax or loose in our morality. But may you truly give every person listening an understanding in their hearts and in their minds today that you are coming back, that it is a promise, and that that word will be fulfilled. Heaven and earth will pass away, but your word will be fulfilled. Your word will come to pass. And I pray that we would all begin to live our life truly with that in mind, Lord, that we would understand that you are coming and may we live our life with the grace of God in a way that we are ready. The moment you come, we are ready, God. So may we be clothed in readiness today and may your grace truly help us live, Lord, above the sin, but Lord, in holiness and righteousness and again, a holiness that flows from the heart, a holiness that truly allows us to walk in liberty and freedom and in the love and in the spirit of the Lord. So Lord, I pray all this in the name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen. Well, that is it for this episode of the Force of Light podcast. And if you want to reach out to me, I would love to hear from any of you who are listening. Uh, You can feel free to email me at forceoflightmedia at gmail.com. Again, forceoflightmedia at gmail.com. You also can find me on Instagram at michelle34smith, and that Michelle is spelled with two L's, michelle34smith. But as always, I hope that you are filled with joy in the Holy Spirit, and I will catch you guys next time. But in the meantime, may we all walk in the light and remember that we are to be salt and light in this world. All right, you guys have a, have a great rest of your day. All right, bye.